Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Mood killer. Yeah. Welcome to this very festive edition of Ambridge on the Couch. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> An in-depth look at the arches with tinsel on the my Grinch. head. Yes. <laughs> the, the Grinch. Yes. The Grinch on the other down the line. This is being... <laughs> I dressed up. She didn't. And I, I thought we should film this um, podcast, Lucy, because... You know, to sort of get us in the festive mood, mm-hmm. but well, no, that would just would have nope. been one step too far. No, mm-hmm. okay, Lucy is not playing the festive card. <laughs> it's the fifteenth of December. I am it's aware. Ta- I am aware. <laughs> it's Friday night. Also, that yes, it's time to come out in your glitter. <laughs> All <Okay>. right, Paul. <laughs> Paul. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Hi. Tonight, Matthew. I am Paul. Let's party. <laughs> that sounded like my kind of afternoon, to be fair. <laughs> um, I'm Harriet Carmichael. Here's Jeff Thomas and Lucy V. Freeman and Matt Rodriguez-Payne. Now, before we make a start on your emails, let's have a recap on what happened this week. Oh, I forgot my bells. I should have bought my bells. <laughs> jing, jing, jing. Because then I could have... Done that and then cued you in with jing, jing, jing. Mm. Maybe we can put that in, in post. Mm-hmm. We. Jeff, thanks. Yep. <laughs> thanks, Jeff. That's just no, not going to happen. Let's too close to Christmas. Let's have a recap on what happened this week in Ambridge. We began the week with the odd couple wandering about a golf course and eating roast beef <laughs> in the clubhouse. Brian was depressed because this time of year was Jennifer at her most Jennifist, she said. Oh sending him off with endless shopping lists, telling him to get things down from the attic, asking him to stop having sex with the cleaning lady behind the tree. All the usual <laughs> Christmas things. Brian reminded Justin that Lillian wasn't actually dead. And Justin reminded Brian that he was living his best life, sharing a hand towel with Brian and squabbling over the remote control. Lillian was meanwhile at Linda's, glugging gin, air punching and singing along to Kelly Clarkson. Pip, God help us, gave Alice relationship advice. <laughs> Alice was wondering how to break it to Chris that she was seeing Harry Houdini. Well, what I did, said Pip helpfully, <laughs> was I didn't tell Toby, but I did have sex with him and sparked a major <laughs> pregnancy scare across Twitter. So maybe you could try that? I anticipated how Chris would take it and I was right. He took it quietly, really, really quietly, almost as if he wasn't really there. Alice and Ian seemed to have developed a massive coke problem as a way of dealing with their stress if their sniffing session at the playground is anything to go by. All of this explains why Ian became so suddenly overexcited about Xander possibly being the lead in the nativity. Ian is under the impression that this is because the teacher has identified star quality in Xander. 
It is not. It is because the teacher has identified the fact that Ian is a people pleaser currently without a job, which means he will be available to make Xander a good costume rather than just sending him to school in star pyjamas with a sheet over his head, thus saving the teacher a job. My fears for Ian's mental health and incipient raging drug problem were not at all eased by his total paranoia at the school Christmas play, which was immediately followed up by hysterical excitement of the fact that Xander could sing, followed by grandiose convictions that they were nurturing the next Hugh Jackman in their collective oh, bosoms. Steady on, Ian, for crying out loud. Most parents think their child was the only thing worth looking at in the school show. That is primal and extremely normal. You don't listen to that internal voice that says, oh, I think he could be a star. That internal voice is completely unhinged, entirely consumed with love, and taking it in any way seriously is a shortcut to madness. My God, are we going to have Ambridge's first stage parents? Ian giving up the pizza van, spending every weekend schlepping Xander around to auditions and mouthing, big smile at him from the stalls while he lurches through an uncoordinated tap routine. Please, God, spare us. It was Lily's birthday and she spent it hitting things with a hammer like Bob the Builder. I don't know where Paul and Lily were. Possibly the Grundy's barn. The Laurels, maybe. Anyway, she pretended to like it and it did reveal how furious she is about everything going to Freddy, which was a relief. As I was beginning to think, she was either inhuman or saint-like not to want to bash him with a hammer, as well as her mother for blithely going along with it. Can you challenge a will? I also like the way she felt it was a re relatable problem. Oh, you know, lots of families do it, she said airily. <laughs> oh, yeah, said Paul. I mean, thank God I don't have any siblings that might inherit my mother's overdraft and her collection of Hollyoaks memorabilia. <laughs> anyway, now Freddy's become obsessed with meat. Maybe he won't want Lolo anyway, unless he turns into, into a gigantic abattoir. So Lily can take it over and fill it with National Trust oven gloves to her heart's content. Anyway, what was really bothering me was whether Paul ever has a night off. Oh, if yeah. he ever just ignores everyone's birthdays, puts his pyjamas on at 6.30, turns his phone off and roars, sod off, I'm not in the bloody mood, when people go congering past him, waving cosmopolitan glasses. <laughs> Poor bugger. We enjoyed Deck the Hall, where Joy bought some handmade soaps, which are always grey and full of bits, which look very pretty until they get wet, which is kind of the point of soap. Stella's watch broke, and the Leonard signal appeared in the sky, a gigantic <laughs> Allen key projected onto the racing clouds. He appeared, fleece gilet zipped, hush puppies tied tight, ready for action. And now, the bloody question that is the only question that ever gets asked at this time of year, and it drives me mad. So are you ready? Are you ready? It's one day, people. One day. It's a roast dinner and some presents. You don't even need to wrap them if you don't want to. We're not going into lockdown. You can still buy milk. It's supposed to be nice. And everyone behaves as if we're entering a period of martial law. <laughs> Pip falteringly asked Stella if she'd consider coming to Brooker's for Christmas dinner. I presume falteringly because Ruth and David are cooking it. And Stella may not be into <laughs> Pip enough to want to take her life in her hands to that extent. In a hilarious mix-up, Paul has invited most of the electoral roll to Christmas dinner at the stables, which I kind of imagined is quite small, so I'm not sure where they're all going to fit. Some of them could sit and eat at the horses' massage tables, maybe dangle their feet in the hydrotherapy pool while they eat their turkey. Josh, who is the only member of the Brookfield clan who appears to have cut the umbilical cord, is doing Christmas his way, which has provoked a massive huff from David. <laughs> anyway, everyone who is swooning with delight at the prospect of spending Christmas at the stables will regret it when Lily's forcing them to play Just Dance properly, please. <laughs> and Paul's crying because they're not enjoying themselves enough. Well, serve them right. The end. It really tickled me tonight when David found out that, especially when, when Joy was like, oh, yes, I'll be joining them. And he was like, 
No, what? What? <laughs> I was really tickled by that storyline. It's brilliant. Don't you think it's clever? Funny. Yes. Ha ha. Ha ha. And also, David never organises anything like that himself. He just whinges when other people do. Well, also, it's a bit of a come down, isn't it? Because he's just sat on his laurels, on his yeah. mum's cooking every year yeah. and decided that that's Christmas. Yeah. And actually, mm. there might be another way. There might be another way. Although I thought Paul was very... Well, I mean, I think they're both, Paul and Lily, being very calm about suddenly going from sort of Christmas dinner for three to Christmas dinner for... For 32. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's quite hard. Mm. And also, if you haven't ordered a big enough turkey now... You're a bit screwed. And also, I mean, I cannot I cannot cook a big turkey in the oven that I've got here. No. Because no. it is a little kitchen and a little a little oven. Yes, you need and to have a big fit. oven. You need mm. to, you need to, And I bet and there probably, isn't one at the stables. Probably for that many people you need two ovens. Yes. Otherwise you're gonna have to wait a long time for your roasties. Aren't well it'll you? all happen with hilarious consequences. <laughs> I think it actually will happen with hilarious consequences. I think there'll be some sort of fight that breaks out between Brookfield and the stables or <laughs> some sort of competing. Anyway. They'll meet on Lakey Hill and, and then and then Alice, daylight Alice and Harry will join, will join the stables. And well, Chris I think there'll in. be some kind of... No, you're... Because you said... Let's Chris, all... Chris, Let's Chris doesn't know. No, you know. I know. I realised that, actually. I was jumping the gun, wasn't I? Yes. Yes, oh, yes, sorry. yes. I, I, sorry, I was going to correct you. And then I thought, no, I'm sure she doesn't need to be corrected. No, I did realise uh, after I'd read it, I thought. Oh, you sent oh, me into panic mode because I thought I, I had to. Lucy, after you said I that, I started, <laughs> I started scrolling the episodes, <laughs> desperately looking for, like, oh, my God, I obviously missed an episode again. No, sorry. I think, I think the continuity... I'm sure, but you can't listen back to continuity, so you're not sure. But I'm sure in one of the episodes, oh, now I can't even remember, but it was something like... She said pit, she tried pit. to tell him. And no, but there were... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then and then they just sat there and talked about the weather and everything yeah. that wasn't Yeah, that. she chickened out of it. Yeah. But there was some... I'm. Did anybody else hear Hannah mentioned... I'm pretty sure I heard something like... Yeah, um, that Hannah's moved pit in with has, Stella. No, well, it was something. No, 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 no. It was at the beginning of the episode, and the continuity guy said, "And Pip has a proposal for Hannah, or Lillian has a proposal for Hannah, or something along those lines." And then that never materialised in the episode. How would am Lillian I, have am I a going proposal mad? for Hannah? I wasn't Lillian. I go. Oh, I should have written it down. I can't remember. It was something that could have made sense, like. Pip Hannah wasn't was... in it at all this week. No, I know, I know, I know. Is that the point of what you're saying? Yes, yes. Ooh. Did I did I get that wrong? Did I hear wrong? It's like on the Napoleon posters at the moment. Go to your nearest tube station slash bus station slash wherever there'll be a poster for the Napoleon movie. And it says directed by blah, blah, blah. And then it says written. No. Yes, I'll send you a picture. Written with an I-N by blah, blah, blah. I'm going to send you the photo. But I don't know if that's just the, you know, it's just one of the posters in my tube station. But you or don't print is... out individual posters, do no. you? No, no, look, I'm going to, I'm, I'm sending it to you my now. My God, Re- seriously? by David Scarper. But I went online to see if I was going mad and there isn't any, no one else has noticed. So, but look, right, I'm sending you this now, Lucy. And no one's doctored it or messed around with it. I don't, well, that's the thing I... I don't know if I'm going mad. I'll put it on my, um, if anyone's interested. I'll put it on Shambridge Insta. Have you got it? It says, written by David Scarper. <gasps> and the, 
Yeah. W-R-I-T-T-I-N. Is that is that a typo on all the posters? And if so, oh my God, whoever proofed that is in massive trouble. <laughs> Although clearly no one else is bothered by it because I haven't seen anything online about it. But I think that's not acceptable. Are you Googling it? Yeah. I Googled it. I couldn't find anything. And then I actually Googled the word written because I thought maybe it's 18th century English or something. Or maybe it's it's done in a French accent, written by David Scarpach. <laughs> but there seems to be no reason for it other than it's a typo. That AI wrote it and got it wrong. Good God. Anyway, yeah, yeah, I'll put it on my socials in case anyone's interested. Wow. Um, so, yeah, there's that. And then, so then I thought I might, might be going mad because I'm sure I heard the wrong episode brief. I, I heard the intro, but it wasn't what happened in the episode. Huh. Anywho, doesn't matter uh, because it was quite a fun week, wasn't it? Bits and bobs. It was all right. Stuff. It's all yeah, right. I quite, quite like these. I'm sort of very glad that weeks. Lillian didn't give in. Are you? Yes, because I thought she'd fall for it because she does like but, you know. But my kids were listening actually, but and obviously they don't know the context no. and they don't really know what Justin did. But Hal went. I think it's really unfair, actually. I think she's not being very nice to him. Oh. And I was thinking, but but from he he just heard the guy going, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, yeah. I didn't mean it, I'm sorry. Yeah. And her going, it's not good enough, darling. And I thought... And well, actually, I, when she challenged him and said, you're just saying sorry because you know that's what I want. And he said, yes, yeah. I am. <laughs> yes, yes, I've got no idea why I'm saying sorry because I didn't but do I, anything wrong. Uh, do you think that basically he... She needed him to say, "This is because I, I I failed your trust, and 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 it's it's despicable that I went behind your back." Or at least address why he did it. Yeah. Why okay. why why he's so threatened by her? Why he has to win? Because he's not going to change unless he but, reflects on that. He's going to do it again the next time. But to be fair, he she's lived with this man for mm. years now, and he's never. He's always been like this. I know, but you'd be amazed how many people live with people hoping that they're going to change. But he won't ever change. But they they rub along, along all right. Mm. Well, obviously, I mean, I, this was big enough for her to just think, Do you know, I've, I've had enough. I was surprised because... That she didn't crumble. Yeah, I was. Well, especially because she was crying to Linda what did the about... What did the girls in your family think when... Oh, uh, actually, they weren't really listening. Oh, okay. For some reason, so it was just how standing up for the yeah, standing up for the man. <laughs> Mum, the man said sorry. She should take him back. What a bitch! He didn't say that bit. But, uh, but I no, I think if you didn't know the context, mm. you'd have you could you you yeah. you you would have questioned why when he was being so apologetic. And it is and just he was he does the sort of the love bombing thing doesn't he so he 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 suddenly yeah. rushes her he's like cuz he started off quite nice i've mm. i've i've um i've got yeah, you this whatever genuine. it was i've got you the champagne and i've got you this and um i've got you blah 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 and i've booked a table so anyway if we leave now For that new, we should what was it new a greek greek it's not very candlelit greek restaurant mamma mia themed <laughs> actually <laughs> fancy a kebab um <laughs> and uh and and so it started off nice but then he started just rushing and he was like right come on we're on the conveyor belt now so this is what we do so then i buy you earrings you say mm -hmm. okay fine we go out for dinner i make you laugh we come home have sex everything's fine again good yeah. done 
and I don't need to alter my behavior at all. And she was she was actually going, no, I'm not going to let myself go down that conveyor belt again. Yeah. I'm just saying no. Yes. Although, uh, do you know what? This is how lame I am. I mean, I just... Would you have given asked. him points for effort? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have... Yeah, totally. I'd have just gone, oh, it's Christmas. Okay, fine. Let's just... Whatever. Let's have I'll tell you what, we'll split months. up properly next time you do it, because yeah. I can't be asked now. What sort of summer holiday were you thinking, darling? Yeah. Have you bought me a yacht? They were going to buy a yacht, weren't they? Do you remember when they went to um, Falmouth? Or... No, they went to the Isle of Wight. Weren't they going to buy a yacht? Yep. They had all that money to spend. Yeah. And they were going to buy a yacht and then they didn't buy a yacht. Oh, that the, was a weird episode. Stay. It had Frances Barber in it, didn't oh, it? Oh, Frances Barber, that Frances was it. Barber. When she was going, ha, 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 Oh, do you know what I heard today, Lucy? Mm-hmm. You know your and my um, voice crush, Julian Reintart? Yes. He lives in Slovenia. W- really? Yeah. Because his wife is a uh, Slovenian. Yeah, Ljubljana, mm-hmm. apparently. That's the bit of, bit of tittle-tattle I heard today. I see. Quite interesting, I thought. Mm. Um... And did you also hear Catherine Jakeways being interviewed by um, our good friends? Um, I was going to say Sue and Fee. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Got, oh, Jane God. and Fee? Jane and Fee, of course. Uh, and she was talking about her time in the Archers. Because uh, she was Alice's um, yes. uh, buddy. Yes. Yeah. That's quite interesting. Hmm. No, I clearly yeah. managed to miss everything this week. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yes. Bad luck. Hmm. Um, anyway, sorry, Soz. Okay, so yeah, I I knew that you'd be um, proud of Lillian, actually. Yes, yeah. I was very pleased. Mm. So I don't know how Justin's going to turn it around, though. But I think he's bit... not. I think that's it. Oh, d- what? You think that's it? Mm. Clean break? Yep. Clean start? Yep. Wow. Yep. God. Good old Lil. Because I don't think he can. Well, also, in And a I way... think whoever said that they're going to sort of we're going to say goodbye to um robert snell and then lillian will move in with linda oh, for company right. i think that's really could interesting work. okay that is interesting mm. Mm. but actually lillian is so busy with the stables now anyway isn't she that's mm. sort of taken over a big chunk of her life so i guess she's a bit too busy for <laughs> and Justin's obviously all the nonsense. work she's doing on am side yes <laughs> her business darling i'll have you know Oh, yeah. don't be boring, darling. It's fine, probably. But also, I, maybe I think she's people been... are still paying rent, aren't they? Are they all? I don't know. I'll go and visit them, darling. <laughs> Those poor little workers in the cottages. <laughs> they, she probably does like a Christmas, you know, like in Victorian times when the lady of the manor would take little food yes, parcels yes. and baskets to the poor people Here's in their some workers' cottages. and a goose for you. <laughs> and half a bottle of gin, darling, because yes, I've moved on. <laughs> Not into Bombay anymore. <laughs> More of a Gordon's. Um, did I tell you I bought some of that Sulcum gin? You no. know that we got as a freebie. Yes, like, really nice. And then I liked it so much, I actually bought. I actually paid money for a whole. You liked bottle. it so much, you bought the company. I did. <laughs> I did, darling. I did. <laughs> Absolute steal it was. No, I bought some. It's very nice gin, but mm. it's not it no because it's no i was gonna say it's not as nice as it's just different to david's gin which doesn't half pack a punch yeah but david's gin i love because of its flavor because mm. it has that sort of aromatic mm. flavor but the sulcum gin is very feels very clean and mm. flavorless in a way I feel like you've just good. brushed your teeth or something 
Yes. It feels like a health drink. Yes. <laughs> Not that I'm trying to get more free samples of, <laughs> but I've nearly finished that bottle, so. Go along, Sol. Come chop, chop. <laughs> um, what about I wish oh, yeah, go on. to suggest yeah. uh, Alice and Harry as the most punchable characters Whoa. this week. Oh, I was a bit disappointed with that. I was kind of hoping he was going to go, um, okay. Uh, I can't really deal with that now because I've got like a replacement hip. And um, (laughs) it can't go near alcohol. (laughs) And it actually, I kind of think that probably you're going to smell a bit of wee and things. So (laughs) I'm leaving now. Anyway, it was lovely. And your daughter looks amazing. But, you know, I've, mm, no. I'm allergic to children. Yeah. Um. I, yeah, why did it have to be so gooey? <laughs> I don't know. The thing is, I don't, you know, I, they're very sweet, aren't they? And it was, it, of course, it was going to be fine. But no, because the drama will come when Chris finds out, because he's not, he's clearly not going to take this mm. well, is he? And he's also, gonna... it is a big thing entering into a relationship with an alcoholic. And there are things that you actually have to think about. It's not yeah. just about, oh, no, I support you. That's marvellous. You know, in a heartbeat, without without it, it, that didn't even hit his bloody frontal cortex. That thought it was just like boing straight out of his mouth. And there are big issues around it that he needs to think about. Well, he must also have encountered when his friend was mm-hmm. so ill with. Yeah, but but I, that's the thing. I think, however supportive you feel, and you know, you, you it's great that he can can see how brave she is telling him and all that. But surely your gut reaction would go. Oh God, that's quite surprising, actually, because mm. you're a very young, mm. attractive woman, and uh, your nose isn't very red, and you know, mm. like, you, I don't know. I think he'd probably been would have been a bit more surprised, yeah, rather than just going, oh, "Okay, no, that's great, that's great." Yeah, well, in fact, I love you more yes, now that you're an alcoholic. Yeah, and the kiss was a bit more. Well. But then I, I do like Harry. I think he do is, you? Yes, I actually think he's has got quite an attractive voice. Mm. I, he's actually a lot less smarmy than he was that when we first met yeah. him. Yeah, no, he and was I do think work. they do work well together, those two, because you can tell they're both horsey, thickos. Sort of, you know. No, no, not thickos, Lucy. Horsey poshos is what I was going to say. Well, no, I'm not saying they're thick because they're horsey, but they are thick. Yeah, well, they're not. No, they're just no, Lucy. They're not thick. They're just their yes, they their are. focus is somewhere else. <laughs> Not not in um, their brains necessarily. Clip, 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 clip. They're both a bit clippy cloppy, yes. but that's fine. Mm-hmm. I, I actually think they work well together, but I think Chris is not going to take this well at all. And there might be fights about Martha and mm. all that sort of well, stuff. Well, who is this guy if he's going to be spending fight, time fight, with fight, my daughter fight, and fight, all that? Exactly. But she's already said, oh, she's not going to tell Martha for ages anyway. Do you think maybe they're just giving Alice a sort of happy ending and they're not going to... I I I'll be a bit gutted if if sort of Chris is just like yeah whatever great brilliant I'm really pleased for you because by the way I'm seeing Lillian <laughs> oh Chris darling <laughs> you can have whatever you want take all my shares in Amside <laughs> oh yeah that would be so funny oh um. Yes, I wonder how he is going to react actually. And what did you think of um? Paul, does he just have, does he have like a big calendar in his house? You know, one of those family ones that's got everybody's, everyone's got a column and it says so-and-so to swimming and... I have got, I've got a friend a bit like Paul. Well, she's a girl, but 
she she would she she remembers every birthday and mm. it's always it's like what are you doing for your birthday oh my god you can't but yeah there's there's a lot of um she loves organizing a night out and i was thinking though do you is it great to have a friend like that yes it is yes because someone always remembers your birthday and and gets people together which is really important but it's also exhausting yes because and also it's like why are you doing it why, what does this mean for you? Is this because you have to have people around you that are happy? No, but I think people genuinely, are, in my friend's case, I do think it's genuinely because she loves socialising with her friends and she loves mm. socialising. She's a party person. So she likes people... the excuse, if I make the party, everyone comes and then I've yeah. got, I'm happy and, and they're and happy. Actually, and you do, you genuinely do need one yeah. person like that in yeah. your social life. Otherwise, people don't bother and no. they... That, that, you know, a year goes by and you haven't yeah. celebrated a single birthday. But I mean, yeah, Paul's a, maybe, I'm not sure I could live with him. But it's just how he remembers everybody's birthdays and how he takes it as a personal affront when they're not. I thought Lily was a bit selfish because if someone had taken me out and taken the yeah, afternoon off work. Gone, oh, this yeah, isn't what I like, wanted. I thought it would be a bit more cocktail based. It's like, oh my God. God, yeah. you cheeky cow. Just be grateful yeah. to remember. The words He's taken the afternoon off you. work. Not, not, yeah. So rude. I know. Um, but that have, was quite um, funny. We have two two opposing views on, full, on uh, uh, Paul. Uh, firstly, from Basil Clement, who we had an email from uh, uh, Jazza, Ryan, this week. Yeah. Who said, I went to school with Basil Clement. What? Yes. No way! Yeah. And well, we've checked, and it's a name it, like that. And it is the other one. It is they are, they are them. That's, that's amazing. Yes. Wow. So you kept that quiet, Basil Clement. But anyway, we have found you. But out did now. Basil Clement know? He must have known. Yeah. Wow, that's so cool. Hmm. Anyway, Aww. he says he's headed his email festive fascism, and he says. In September, after Josh was dragged kicking and screaming to his birthday party, the party he didn't want, Lucy accurately described Paul, the organiser of the said party, as a birthday fascist. This was in evidence again on Tuesday when he arranged everything for Lily, although to be fair, she did in the end have rather a smashing time. Since then, things have gone from terrible to bloody awful. Ambridge's leading birthday bully, ill-informed arbiter of all things <laughs> pertaining to inheritance and cat claw clipper-in-chief, has now appointed himself Christmas Fuhrer. Can somebody please either aim some naughty words at him or punch him in the face? To broaden the point, one of these years, if only for the change of pace, there should be a yuletide naysayer in Ambridge. The village-wide festival jollity at all times, at all costs, leitmotif is relentless. Yes, for many, Christmas is a wonderful time and no reasonable human being would begrudge them their happiness and fun. But there are those for whom it's anything but wonderful. For some, the anniversary of the death of a loved one or the breakdown of a marriage falls at Christmas time. Many religious people resent the fact that commercialism and gluttony have usurped commemorations of the nifty of the Prince of Peace. Abuse victims are confined with their abusers and are without the refuge of work or school. And others simply don't like it. Granted, there have been difficult Christmases for some residents of Ambridge. Betty Tucker left Mike just before Christmas and she and the children spent that time keeping Sid company at the ball. 
Huh? Neil Carter had to try to give little Emma and Christopher a happy Christmas while Susan was in prison. Oh. The Aldridges endured a tense time after Brian's revelation of his affair with Siobhan. And of course, there is a perennial Grundy angst regarding festive finances. But there has been no visceral hatred of Christmas from anybody or even just a miserable bugger who's simply bored by the whole damn thing. My Christmas wish for the Archers is a resident curmudgeon. <laughs> Um, I, Sounds like Basil could put himself forward for that yes, job. Yes, and also I can see Jimus being a festive because he wouldn't go in for all the... I think he'd wear a party hat. I think he probably a, enjoys pulling a cracker. A, a cross face. Like, but, but it's probably the... You know, he'd, be, he'd want to talk about the origins of it and what it actually means and all that, wouldn't he? Yeah. And he'd get he fed up with it. It's all just a big Amazon fest. Well, I mean, it's very, you know... Where I live in London, you don't often, like, you know, it's it's not really Christmas anymore. <laughs> it's just the festive season. Mm. But that, I think that's okay because it's, and that means it's inclusive for everyone, mm-hmm. you know. But, you know, that's probably the particular, it's where I live, basically, isn't it? It's the opposite where I live. Well, also probably in Ambridge it's the opposite because mm. in villages it's very much a community mm. thing, isn't it? And yeah. And and you, I guess there's like a village Christmas tree, and yeah. well, there's Alan's Christmas tree, isn't there? And there's the church, and yeah, all of that. It's um, quite nostalgic and sweet. Lucy Traves takes the opposite view, and has headed it. I am a bit in love with Paul. She says, lovely lady, Super Cooper, Jolly Jeff and Uncle Tom Sausage and all. I must admit that my black heart was a tiny bit broken by Joy's relentlessly upbeat description of her Christmas day. I think it was the new highlighter pen which broke me. Well done, Paul. What a sweet, kind man you are. And please, Archer's gods, keep him out of Rory's clutches. Yes. The thing about Paul is you can be a birthday bully and it is annoying, but he's got he does it because he's got a good heart and Mm. he wants to look after people. Mm. And actually, there's nothing like that sort of human being, really. You need to have them in your life. You do, but not that close. <laughs> but I bet... Also, the, I mean, long he, way also away. he's still making an impression, isn't he? So I'm sure he'll calm down yeah, because at yes, the moment maybe. he's still the yeah. newbie in yeah. the village. But he made me laugh when he said... Um, this is for Jakob, who will not let me play the six soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> and I just loved Paul even more because he loves playing the, the. I mean, the six soundtrack. We have to listen to it all the time in the car, and it. After a while, you just you you want to chop your own head off. It's <laughs> so so grating after a while. Brilliant, but but tedious after a while. Um. I think it's slightly irritating as well. Well, it annoys me, but maybe I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm taking up cudgels on behalf of people who don't, who are perfectly happy with it. But the fact that he's a gay man and he has to be party party all the time. And you think, geez, could he just, could we just, you know, could he, it, could, could there be a different stereotype? Could that, you know, that he's not well, always the one with, a, you know, dancing around with a cosmopolitan glass, that he could just, you know, not I think be like his that. stereotype is camp man rather than mm. gay man because I I, mm. I know a lot yes, of camp maybe. straight men yeah. that are are like Paul basically mm. and just they are the sort of you know like they're the life and soul and they organise the parties and they're always at the party and they take care in their appearance and I think I think it's just he's just one of the that that his character is he's the party he's the 
mm. the party queen really isn't he rather yeah. than yeah i maybe. don't think it's um i don't really yeah i don't think it's his sexuality really i think it's just his personality because i always say i have never i am 152 years old and mm. i have never had a christmas card or a birthday card from a single straight man as soon oh as they God, get a girlfriend, see. then I get the card from both no, of them. No, but what about work? Sometimes I get um, Christmas cards from uh, just the man because he's a colleague. Oh, no, but that never white... happened to me. That's But well, then that is, oh, clearly is camp men. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> no I'm, not, I'm not completing. <laughs> you haven't had enough Christmas cards from men. <laughs> Come on, men. No, but you know then what? Then you see a card with do lots you, of kisses. Do you know it. what I mean, though? It's like all yeah, my gay male friends, my gay male friends send me Christmas cards and birthday cards and everything else. All my yeah, couple well, friends a... send me Christmas cards and birthday cards and everything else. If the get the single straight men that I know never do because well, they just was... don't think it's something they should do. And the second they get a girlfriend, I then get a card from Rachel yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And you think, yeah. oh, don't start doing that for him. Well, <laughs> I had this very conversation the other day because sadly I was at a funeral and we were talking about um, how this this wonderful woman who died prematurely, she was, a, a, I mean, it was amazing, actually, that all the speeches were about what, what an incredible friend she was. And she lived alone, but she had tons of friends. And she, you know, you, she never failed to send cards and things. But I'd say that a, a lot of her male friends sort of, I think maybe put too much reliance on their wives to keep up the. Mm. They, I feel like men can check out a friendship. Oh this, yeah, maybe yeah. this is a, you know not not fair on guys, but I think they're probably less good at investing in friendships. But that's emotional and, labour, and that's what the wife ends up doing. Yeah. The well, wi- the I wife... don't actually, because I I just think you've got to. Uh, there's no time. You've got to split it down the line. Mm. I'll look after my friends. You look after. Well, oh, yeah, yeah. Obviously, you'll try and do it together, but. Who writes the Christmas cards? It's like, in your it's like house? the washing, Lucy. He does his washing and I do mine. And the children. And, and the kids. <laughs> of, course, of course. So you do five people's I'd, washing and he I does do all the one chi- person's washing. I do the children's uh, social admin as well. Yes. <laughs> so I don't have time for his, but to no. do his friends. No, I don't think you should be making excuses that you're not looking after his friends. No, but the Who does is the Christmas cards, him it. or you? We. I would do them for my for the people I need to send them to. Like okay. I don't really send a lot of Christmas cards except for people I need jobs from mm. or um, you know family I don't see very often. Yeah. But I don't. I, I can just write imagine Christmas. your Christmas cards to people that you want jobs from. <laughs> Hi, oh my gosh. we must catch up. <laughs> yeah. Can't believe if... it's been too long. <laughs> busy, busy, busy. But would love to fit you in. Anything yes. coming up <laughs> at all? I'm. You know my number. Mm-hmm. Big yes. congrats on that incredible animation series. And that didn't just came didn't out. Oh my gosh, do a fabulous two? job. Mm. <laughs> It's so funny because I can do that voice too. Oh my God, what a coincidence. So yeah, let's have a coffee. Ooh. Oh yes, yeah. happy, happy, happy Jesus you... birthday thing. Yeah, if you read those Christmas cards, you'd be sick, Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> they are disgusting. <laughs> Sometimes when I'm speaking to people on the phone that I work for or want to get work for a roof is like it's like 
I he's he's like I had to go out of the room because that was so disgusting the way he was speaking <laughs> he making to that person. <laughs> theatrical gagging noises behind. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's incredible! Oh. <laughs> but yeah, so I think we probably all need a pool, really. Yeah, to maybe. do all our admin. Yeah, it's <laughs> really useful, actually. Well, just to have Good the energy to 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 you know think about social things rather than just getting home taking your hurty shoes off and (laughs) lying down and also i think going to a funeral this week of someone who died too young Mm. really was as sadly all these things are a wake-up call Mm. for making the most of your friendships and making more of an effort even though it's always hard especially this time of year because it's so hard to go out isn't it (laughs) at the end of the day yeah and see people but it is well, because worth it your body clock says right it is dark you should be yeah. in bed yeah i know it's only quarter to five but get into bed <laughs> and, and your everything starts it. slowing down and you're like <laughs> and then the idea of putting your coat back on again oh, you're like no makeup on yeah well, the it's only way to do it is what we always say, which is stay out. Don't yeah, go home. Exactly. The second you've got your car key, your door keys yeah. in your hand, that's yeah. it. You're not going anywhere. You're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Bra off. Not good that's enough. it. Um, right. This is uh, from Janine, who says, I think Peggy has bought the land from Oliver to build her own personal church on, with stained glass windows <laughs> depicting her in it. With all the land, she will extend the rewilding project. We haven't heard much about that recently, have we? Anyway. I am also getting nervous about Gay Grables getting second-hand kitchens from Creme de Monthe as that place doesn't have the best track <laughs> record with kitchens. Feeling sorry for Lillian, as what Justin did to her is horrid. Hope she tells him to clear his throat once and for all and get the Duckford sisters to make him a Christmas meal for one. <laughs> yeah, well, that happened. Do you reckon he's going to um, have Christmas with Brian? I actually, I hope so. Brian, pull because... my cracker. Pull my cracker, yeah. Brian. Pull my cracker. I want the hat. I'll have the... And... You have the little plastic telescope and I'll have the hat. <laughs> Brian, Justin, Kate and Jacob would be perfect. <laughs> oh, that's genius. Oh. oh. I really hope we get to eavesdrop. Um, Kate Lyle did point something out, which I did notice at the time and then forgot to say, Kate. But yes, uh, Kate and I are on the same page about many things, I think. And um, she's headed at Clary's meltdown. You know, yeah. when and then and then we were saying, oh, but it was it was good that they made her dinner and everything. Yeah. She said, you did notice who cooked the bloody cottage pie, didn't you? A clue. It wasn't one of the four available <laughs> men. It was Emma <laughs> who cooked the cottage pie. That's so true. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, you remember we were talking about Oliver as the character in Poirot? Yeah. Anne in says... Third, third act. What was it called? Three act Three act tragedy. Yeah. That's uh, Anne Cure says, in my humble opinion, Oliver as a character in Poirot cannot hold a candle or a stick of dynamite to Jimus playing control in John le Carré's George Smiley radio dramas. Mind boggling. Wow. Well, again, He'd Jimus be is another... Yeah. He's one of those other radio rep regulars, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, might look that up. wonder if you can still get those smiley ones because they... Mm. Oh, they're so confusing. Didn't they? That's the trouble. You see, Poirot, you can... You, I mean, I do have to like go back every so often and listen again, but you you eventually understand. Yes. And you, but yeah, those are like carries. You have to do a lot of like 
go back 30 yeah. seconds because you've you can't miss and everyone's got anything. three names which really doesn't help oh, i actually i'm glad you said that lucy because yeah i i do there are just there are they're a bit intense for me i tried Very listening good. to 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 um the um play this week and you what who to the 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 russian playwright and my sister mm-hmm. loves russian drama she 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 adores it she loves anything russian wow and i just i can't i just can't the names all and everyone's called yes they're you know, all called Pe- harry Pet- 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 yeah and petrog velovoskovsky <laughs> no velovoskovsky <laughs> joseph joseph oskarsky Aren't they? Yes, Vasos Vasilisa Lisi. And even though they're called the name, the same name twice with Ofsky yes, on the end of it. Very hard. I still can't. The names. I think. I think. I think oh, nomenclature is so so difficult because if the if you don't engage with the name, you're absolutely stuffed because no, you can't that, build the, up. The a, trick is ooh. you've got to tune and get engaged immediately yeah otherwise there's no point you, yeah you'll never ca- you can't catch up no well that's definitely to... something you can't listen to when the washing machine's on i just had no idea what was going on i got 25 minutes in and the message to him said i am giving up <laughs> life is too short i don't understand what is happening i don't care about any of these people I've i think they're all the same of... person and i'm not listening to it anymore i've never heard of genoff turgenev turgenev oh, okay turgenev turgenev right is he like Chekhov? yes but better um, but do, I do can you deal think with it's Chekhov. a bit like? I can't deal with Turgenev. Do you think you know those names like Vas? Oh, what name? What is that? What's the most common one? There's one Vladimir Vladimoskomoski or something. <laughs> do you think it's you know in um, Scandinavian countries when you're called um, yes, Yeni's it's a son of daughter? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Do you think it's like that? And yes, because so Ska repeated? is the female, the female version and. And ski is the male version. Oh, I think. okay. So it makes total sense yes. if you speak the language. Yes, yes. It I mean, it's good in a way. You're you're getting a description of who the character is. Yes. You're getting a family tree, which is mm. quite important. Mm. I can't believe I've just mispronounced the name of the playwright all the way through that whole conversation. Anyway, never mind. Uh, Laurie Jones has said, "I haven't listened to any of this week's episodes." Laurie, there's a there's a there's an element of misplaced pride in the, in that the start of that email I think I haven't listened to any of this week's episodes but I want to record my prediction anyway in the hope that saying it will make it true the telephone purchaser is Matt Crawford yes. I fantasise yes. that the writers yes. are missing him as much as I am Lillian is so angry yes. with Justin that she has to have something up her sleeve she backed yes. down way too quickly I say she called Matt and talked him into anonymously buying the property whatever yes. the plot might be this is the one I'm going to pretend it is says Laurie. Until up until this week I would have said nah that's too far fetched but she's left Justin mm. and she mentioned Matt this week as well didn't she? She did. So that would make the world of sense. Except <gasps> it was a woman. Uh, uh well maybe he's had a change. And also it's she doesn't know where he is does she? Lillian doesn't know where Matt is. No. But why does that matter? Well how could she ring him? He's changed his number and everything, hasn't he? Because he was on the run for a bit. I thought you meant. Oh, I thought you meant when it was a woman. You meant the buyer of the. Of no, no, no. Variable. Sorry, this is two separate things. The buyer of the thing is a woman. Yeah. Thing one. Thing yeah. two. Uh, Laurie just said, "Oh, she rang Matt and arranged for him to buy the land." Right. I don't, I don't think she, she did that. She cut no. But it could. Uh, it could be Matt. It I think could. that's a really good guess. 
It could be Lorraine Kelly, couldn't it? We don't bloody know. <laughs> so, so good, wouldn't it? <laughs> super lovely, great. Very good. That would be great. I love it so much. Strategy, <laughs> really, really good. It's so good to be here. Um, right. Philip Shaw yeah. says he thinks Julianne could be the mysterious land buyer <gasps> at the auction. Oh, my God. Female, rich. Oh, can I just say something there? Mm. Stepping in there. Yeah. She's been busy directing Doctor Who audio. Oh, really? Because she's a regular uh, actor in all those big Doctor oh. Who um, audio dramas. And oh, I think okay. she directs them now. Oh. So, yeah. He said she's female, rich, and not local enough to be there in person. Not sure why she'd want the land, but you never know. <laughs> True, you never know. Richard Keeling says, if it is a woman... Could it be Julianne, the lady Rory was escorting robbing yes. bunions for? Yes. She is a businesswoman and she knows Justin. So if he's on the market, she could be a love interest for him, which wouldn't be at all awkward with Lillian practically being Rory's aunt. Also, he says, is it just me or has anyone else developed pure hatred for Ian? After he threw his toys out the pram at Gay Grables, I just want to punch him every time we hear him. Even when he was talking about his frustration about having to always come out. As a gay man, I could empathise. I still wanted him to shut the fuck up complaining. We've had to sit through so many boring conversations about soils or cows' bowels or nudist drill users' manuals, but no one even made a passing comment about what the heck an almshouse is. I'm younger than Harriet. I've no idea. In my head, Eddie and Clary will be guarding their almshouse with shotguns and no one shall enter unless they solve a riddle. Merry Christmas, all the damage on the couch. Thank you very much, Richard. An almshouse, arms are... Is, it's, it's, it's not an arsenal. It's... <laughs> It's A-L-M-S, not A-R-M-S. <laughs> That's a good point. They yes. didn't explain it. No. I only know what it is because I've walked past some. And arms is, you know, you have you have um, arms for the poor, which are which are when you... Which is what you... Lillian takes to her peasants. Over yes, Christmas. exactly. Lady Bountiful and you go out and, and, and any charitable donation is arms for the poor. So an arms house is um, a house that you are awarded by the parish because you are a member of the community and you are financially in financial straits i think i actually i found the ian stuff quite poignant really when he said when when he said you know it's constantly coming out is exhausting i i'd never really thought of that before that when you have a kid mm, yes to have to explain yep. you know explain yeah. all that because of course people are always yep. going to assume yep. that there's a mum on the scene well my and friend andrew know, who's 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 married to uh, my friend richard and that they have a daughter and um who is uh, was a surrogate was born via surrogate and um uh no she wasn't that's a total lie she was adopted at, from birth and um richard said andrew said he's forever People say to him, "Doesn't she look like you?" Oh right. And oh, that, although you know, that's that that's a thing though, because mm. I've thought that with with kids who aren't biologically related to the parents, I think it's like they sort of. Mo I yeah. don't know. There's they develop mannerisms yes, and facial characteristics yes. and all that sort of thing. But he said he knows it. that when he says, when he hears that, he's either got to go, "Oh, yeah. thank you," or whatever. Yeah. Or, oh, yes, doesn't she? Or yeah. change something. Or he's got to go, 
well, yes. and then oh tell God. people really in-depth things that <laughs> yeah, are about him and also his daughter and the birth, you know. And he's I like, would just start I with... haven't got time on the bus. So I'm just going to say <laughs> thank you and move on. Funny you should say that. Yeah. Because when I was asked to give my sperm to try and create this child... The quality of video that they made me watch made it bloody difficult. <laughs> no, but exactly, that's the thing. I mean, and actually, you know, hopefully... You, you don't, I mean, I basically go, you're kind of going, who did you have sex with to have this child? No, because also, but the thing is, of course, you shouldn't have to explain. You should just yeah. be able to go, thank you. But then, you know, if, if it was me, I'd feel like, oh, but then what if they find out and they're going to think, why didn't he, yeah. you know, like... Oh my god, it's a minefield. Yeah. I think it, when Ian said it, you know, it just takes its toll. I've I just like, now god, stopped saying would. to anybody, "Doesn't your child look like you?" Because but then, it's just I've, I just I've just actually, copped out of it entirely. You could easily just your because your kid could could easily look like you, even if they're not related yep. to you. Because you know, I I just think that's a thing that happens. Mm. They look like you. Even if it, if you were look, you know, because as you said, their mannerisms are probably similar, mm. or they smile at you. You still copy your your a baby copies mm. its facial mm-hmm. features, its facial expressions from looking at the parent, doesn't it? So yeah. there must be a an element of the kid turning into its parent, even um, if it's not biologically related. In an unusual uh, breakaway section for um... you, sorry, sorry, just quickly, did mm. you think it was a bit weird when Alice went? Oh, is Xander in the playground? And Ian went, no, 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 no. I'm just here on my own watching yeah. kids running around. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> just, I don't know, there was something a bit like, why didn't he just go, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he made this really I know. long, He is behaving joke. quite oddly at the minute. <laughs> I think, I think I he's think having a bit of a breakdown. I think someone needs to go, are you okay, hun? Because I think that, he's playing that... the Bolivian nose flute rather too much. <laughs> it, was just, it was such an elaborate, yeah. long-winded joke that wasn't even yeah. a joke. <laughs> Something is... But yeah, well, I know we know why. But Ian can't do throwaway. Everything is super intense and dramatic, isn't it? That's yeah. the thing. He's what? Why? Of <laughs> Vicky Horton-Turner said, is Ian on something? Bloody hell, he's likely to explode before Christmas. I'll have to stop now. I'm too tired to carry on. 73 is very old. Thanks, Harriet. Joking apart, a great show has always made me laugh a lot. I'm so sorry for telling the world that 70-odd people are. No, I did actually, I think I picked myself up and said, no, no, being in your 70s, you're still very young. Yes. Very young. Very young. Look at Angela Rippon. Yeah, I'd rather not, but yes. No, I would. She can get her leg up to the ceiling, Lucy. How handy. (laughs) Very handy when you're in your 70s. In case you want to kick something up there or whatever. (laughs) Um, Now, yes, in a breakaway move for Ambridge on the Couch. Not handy, it's leggy. Oh, it's just way too late with that. We are now, um, we're now uh, briefly segueing into Moneybox Live because (laughs) Amelia Jane... And the chickens, um, as giving us a public service announcement about pensions. Because yep. I said oh my God, that it couldn't be more money box life. That the state pension is becoming means tested. And she said, No, it isn't. Oh. She said, There are no plans for it to become so. 
Mm. You say plans, Amelia Jane. Anyway, also it's true that people aren't saving enough, but we do now have a great scheme called automatic enrolment, which means all people employed and earning over £10,000 per year between the ages of 1866 are enrolled by their employer into a pension and will contribute alongside their employer 8% of the salary. The scheme was introduced in 2012, but it should make a big difference over time. 8% of salary isn't enough, though, so do please urge your listeners to contribute as much as they can, aiming for at least 16% of salary. You'll need to contribute a minimum of around 16% to ensure you have the same standard of living in retirement that you had during working life. Yes, so we all need you to contribute 60% of your salary to our pension, right? Thank you. (laughs) I'm so confused. What, so if you don't ask me questions because I don't understand. No, it. but we need more listeners like Amelia coming mm-hmm. on this show and correcting what we've said. Yeah, because when you say they're about always the coming on our show and <laughs> correcting us, they because do nothing else. The, the trouble is, with the trouble is, Lucy, we're a bit too similar sometimes in what we know, what we don't know about. Yes, yes. <laughs> so when you said means tested pensions, of course I was just going to go. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> blah, yeah. blah 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 blah. Uh, yes, that sounds right. Yes, that's yeah. correct. Yeah. So that is that's we needed that to hear that. Mm-hmm. No, but people should do pensions, shouldn't they? Because yes. you know when you are paying national as a self-employed um, person, you pay national insurance. Yes. And I remember being told at drama school that that is because that's because that will be your pension. No, it isn't. No, your national insurance contributions is your statutory pension, isn't it? No, I don't think so. Oh, is God, it? we shouldn't talk. Don't talk about it because we'll get it wrong. Can we ask Amelia? Can we do an, a special Amelia, Amelia can you come finance? back and just tell us what we're talking about? <laughs> she could sort out a few of those. Yeah. Carry- she could, what she could do is actually... Oh, no, of course she's not going to do this. It's Christmas. She's got better things to do. But it would be quite interesting, wouldn't it, to work out who's got what and what they're spending it on mm. and... Who's in trouble and who's not, and how's that money? Where's that money? But we can't ever do that because because the money's all you know. They talk about a number, don't they? Yes, yes. Well, he's given me a number of money, and then he's given me another number. But no, they do. They they to be fair, they said half a mil. Yes, this time they did. Yes, yeah, half a mil, half a mil, half a mil. Um, Sarah Kellaway's forgiven you for laughing at her baby. She said, I had a good laugh at her description of my baby daughter and apologies are accepted. I don't think I'll share that episode with Greta, though, when she's older. Poor Greta. Mm. Uh, She said, one of the joys of maternity, she said rather, this is headed, I bleach required. She said, one of the joys of maternity leave is the ability to get nap trapped by a baby on the sofa and binge watch box sets on TV. Yes, absolutely. This time I've started with Shameless, which was a big mistake, she says. I've just watched an episode featuring the brilliant Paul Copley, a.k.a. Leonard. Yes, lovely Leonard, who I wish was my granddad, and the human equivalent of a flask of of thermos, a thermos flask, and a pack of Werther's Originals. Not anymore. A word of warning to Archer's listeners. Avoid episode five of season three of Shameless. It features Leonard playing a naturist with a number of interesting sexual proclivities. Nothing is left to the imagination, and I am now thoroughly weirded out by the blend of Leonard's voice and far too many shots of his willy on my TV screen. Oh my God! Safe to say, I found Wednesday's episode with the watch uncomfortable listening, especially when Leonard started talking about oiling up and fiddling about with it. (laughs) Yuck! Farewell, pretend granddad, she says. (laughs) God! Cool. Yes. Who'd have thunk it? Mm. Leonard naked. Yep. 
with a willy. Mm. Well, oh <laughs> better than wow. Leonard Nagy without one. That would be deeply <laughs> disturbing. Um, this is a nice, a festive one from Patricia Johnson, who Can said... I just, sorry, just also say, mm. sorry, that Sarah is very coherent, isn't she, for a... Yes, for a she person is. Person with a young. Yes, I, I'm sort of. I'm quite. So she did put a flask the... of thermos rather yes, than a flask okay, of tea. Or a okay, I didn't know if that was you or her. No, that was, but okay, well, I'm her. I'm reassured actually that because I was thinking, bloody hell, how do you <laughs> how do you write like that when you're sleep deprived <laughs> when you've had five hours sleep spread over the last fortnight? Yeah. Um, Patricia Johnson is feeling very festive. And said, Yay, like me, I've got tinsel on today. She said she has really enjoyed tinsel bikini. She said she yeah. has really enjoyed listening to the younger set making their Christmas preparations. The misc of wanting to, the misc the mix of wanting to start one's own traditions and also wanting comfort and joy, literally for Paul and Co. It brings back fond memories of my first Christmas here in England. I joined the USAF at eighteen and was immediately sent to Cambridgeshire in July nineteen eighty four. By December, I had plenty of friends from all over the base, and we planned parties, activities, and present exchanges, all trying to banish the thought of not going back to the USA to see our families. Aww. The weather was very cold and frosty. I recall sneaking into the local rail yard to get a lump of coal for the stocking of the boy I fancied. <laughs> the officers were scheduled to serve in the airman's mess. Oh, how we loved that. I'd never heard of a pantomime. Those joys were to come in a few years when I met my husband, Chris. This year in Ambridge, we've been spared the agonies of the preparation for the Christmas show. A few minor mentions of gagriculture. And that is enough to be going on with. Time will tell if Jacob can bring it to fruition. Have a super Christmas, everyone. Aww. Thank you very much, Patricia. That's really sweet. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is nice to hear young people being grown up and making their own plans. Yeah. Breaking away. Well, yeah, that's what upset jo uh, David, I think. Yeah, I think it, it, it was upset like, me oh, it's. As well. and, also, and also, he forgot about Ben. You know, he forgot that it was the. <laughs> <laughs> bloody hell. I know, I know, oh, bloody. It's such a big deal. Yeah. And oh it's not God. like, you know, you, you, you're going to forget that it all happened in the backdrop of Christmas, which does yes. come around with monotonous regularity, let's face it. Well, did you also clock that Beth was mentioned? I mean, only because Vince is going off to see oh, Beth at Christmas. Like, yeah, but I did yeah. think, I mean, obviously every time they drop a, yeah. a name bomb, I'm just like, oh my God, yeah. they're coming back. She's but bought I the land. Wonder. Beth's bought the land. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> Hi, Ben. <laughs> Just me. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. Oh. Um, I'm just trying to think who would be the most unlikely person to have bought the land. Steph. The most hilarious person. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, Steph. I'm yes, because that's to be a woman. Well, oh, it's going to be annoying, isn't it? When are we going to find out? Vicky. Christmas is going to be all about... Um, is it going to be all about, about the uh, Alistair... Yeah. Um, Paul's mum, Triangle, yeah. etc. But she's, but so is her I husband that, not coming to the I Christmas think, thing? I think Paul thinks he's coming, but I don't think he's okay. going to be there, is he? Yeah. He can't afford to put another character in the show. No, no. No, I think he won't be there, and that's when it all, all unravels. Do you think that... the. the... <laughs> Can you imagine if the writers just got really competitive and decided that they were going to have all, the, like one writer was just going to put like 27 characters, so everyone else was having to make do with like <laughs> one person per week. 
You're like, you git, you've only left me. <laughs> the thing is, it's a really important festive week and it would just sound really weird if there weren't 27 people. We're going to have it, a group so. carol service where everybody comments <laughs> on every song. Where well, mm. we're doing a really long reading yeah. from the Bible and everybody gets one line each. <laughs> so basically, you've been left with Peggy Woolley and... Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you can do something with silent characters. Rex. Just to, you know, Whereas like it's a week's monologue. It'll just be Rex driving Peggy Woolly round and round the village because he doesn't know what else to do with her. And she's fallen asleep in the back so you don't even need her. Brilliant. Uh, right. That'll do we are, you know, like that sort of non-week in January where everyone's sort of staggering yeah. to work and it's just really grim and no one's doing anything or bothering to listen to anything. So they'll do, that'll be that cover week, won't it? It's like when you have the supply teacher in. Oh, it's fine. Yeah, just get, yeah, 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 get him to do a word search. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, do you remember last week's What the Hell is Happening Here? Mm, yep. No, you don't. No, no of course I don't. No. I never remember. It was, um, do you remember? It was Vicky. Oh, yeah. And oh, Joe. Oh, they Christmas mark. They were doing, the, the they halls. were in the crook barn. Oh, yeah, that's remember? right. They were in the crook barn. It had been decorated nice. Well, James says it was uh, the first ever Deck the Hall. Oh, I, I, I think I said that. I think I said Deck the yep. Hall. And they were making a traditional decoration class making kissing bows. They'd Ooh. made loads. When people figured out, when they realised that people started to take interest, Joe began selling them secretly. <laughs> and then Elizabeth told him off and stopped him. Did but they Vicky have came to the Alice rescue. Making going. a deal with Elizabeth that they still sell the bows, but not the cider, under the conditions that Lower Loxley oh. and Vicky herself got 20% of the profits. So, well, all right. So mm. Vicky went and then legally sold yeah. them. Because Lily think... was, uh, Vicky was quite entrepreneurial, wasn't she? Yes. Mm. Yes. Did they have Bossy Alice in there going, um, I think if you just put your leaves like this, uh, oh, it looks so much better. Now I've done really it annoyed. and not you. If you say, oh, I'm boy. not. Yeah. <laughs> If someone says to you, oh, yeah. my wreath's not looking very good, you just go, oh, it looks great. Yeah. Well um, done, you. Yeah, you, don't yeah. you don't go, you go and sit Perhaps. down over there, you clumsy lump, and I'll do it. Mm. I'll do this. Mm. Um, what year was um, that, uh, do you know, the no, first deck of the halls? I don't know. Okay. But Nigel was still around, so it was a while ago. Yeah, it was, it was a long 12, 13 years ago. Mm. It's the anniversary of Nigel soon, isn't it? Is it? Oh, of course it is, yeah. I was out with him this week, I told you, didn't I? Mm. How he was, was he? on the Raz. Yeah, great, yeah. He good. didn't stay very long, actually. Okay. Yeah, it was good. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Radio Borsetshire. Colin, Colin, I have got the horn of a dilemma. 
I do not know what to go as to Radio Borchester Christmas Party. I need help to choose between Little Mermaid, Pirate or Sexy Elf. Yes, I know. I never said it was fancy dress. I just need to choose an outfit. Do you have time to help? Now? Oh, oh now? Oh. Hello, hello, this is me, Fabrizio Felpersham, looking like I have just stepped out of the salon, because I have. Today, we are talking about the most wonderful time of the year. Colin, the script is wrong. We are not talking about Drag Race New Season. We are talking about Christmas, which is the most wonderful time of the year if you have lots of money, a nice family and someone else to help look after small children. I mean, I think most times of the year are quite wonderful if you have that. But anyway, Christmas. I am opening all the phone lines so my lovely listeners can tell me how they manage it all. Febreze, one word, internet. If DPD doesn't deliver it, I'm not interested. I say deliver, mostly they just lob it over the wall, but if it means I'm not schlepping around underwards with two screaming babies, I'm all for it. Turkey, veg, Christmas pud, roasties, the lot. I tried to have gravy delivered last year, but they left it in the old trough in the garden as I wasn't in, and we didn't find it until the 10th of January. Tom still ate it. Obviously, I'm all for people buying from local suppliers, organic this, small batch that... Other people, though. Not me. So life on the organic farm is going well, then? Whatever. Tom, take those Hawaiian-style chicken tender mini-bites out of the microwave, will you? Gotta go, Febreze. Home-cooked dinner for the girls tonight. Bye-bye, Nigella. Now, who do we have? Oh, hiya, Febreze. I I just wanted to say, I couldn't disagree more. All your presents should be made from sticks and hemp, but they can still be fun. How about a log painted with a funny face? Or a bird feeder? Or maybe a bracken thong? You shouldn't have to break the bank or the environment to enjoy this very special time. My own Christmas ritual is to take a flask of hot chocolate laced with brandy to the top of Lakey Hill and get completely rat up there. While I wonder why the hell I'm wearing a bracken thong and how that's helping anything. Oh, that sounds brutal. Like Christmas in Eurovisia, but without the public beatings. Next. It's all about the elderly Christmas, I think. Get them involved. You shouldn't have to lift a finger yourself if you've got a couple of old giffers hanging about looking for a hobby. I've got a 94-year-old woman cooking a full Christmas dinner and her octogenarian boyfriend doing my Christmas shopping. Yes, they mourn a bit. Oh, me back. Oh, that's my hip gone again. I really think I need to go to casualty with this bleeding. That sort of thing. But don't indulge them. Take their minds off it. But if they really play up, threaten them with the motorway services. They'll soon come round. Oh, I see we have Lady Elizabeth of Lower Loxley next. Hello, your lady parts. What? Oh, hi, Febreze. Yeah, I was just going to say that I really don't get what all the fuss is about. My Christmas just seems to arrive. Lots of lovely little men turn up in fluorescent jackets and unload big trees and ice rinks and all that. I take some super photos of myself for Insta with pretend snowflakes in my hair. And as for the day itself, well, my boyfriend sorts all that out. I'm so lucky to be able to take full advantage of his meat whenever I like. Yes, 
Yes, I can see how that must be Andy. I mean, it's the variety. If I ever want to try something different, he can generally come up with it. It's really good quality, too. It's been beautifully looked after. Even Freddy's getting into Vince's meat now. It's all we talk about. We're literally obsessed. My God, what is going on over there? Hello, darling. Did you know, just after Christmas, is the second most common time for couples to divorce. (laughs) And I can totally see why. I mean, admittedly, most couples probably don't split up because one's dogged the other one into a vicar for building an international horsey arena. But I bet the sentiment's the same. You can't trust them for a minute, bastards. I say, peace on earth and goodwill to all women, but the men can sod off. In fact, do you want to pop in and have a little drinky after the show? You can do my roots and I'll show you Justin's wardrobe. I've cut the left leg off all his jodpers. Well, maybe. Goodbye, Lillian. Probably time for a little nap, I should think. Lay on your left side, with a bucket near. Well, listener... Whatever you are doing for your Christmas, I hope it is fun and a bit relax. I am fully intend to spend it flat out on a poof, and I cannot wait. Happy Christmas from all of us at Radio Borchester. Bye! Radio Borsetshire Um, right. Uh, and now we have this week's Deck the Halls. Do, 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 do. Yeah, I haven't got the music because Should of just a download it? issue. Yes. With my jingle bells. Yeah. Jing- oh, which I didn't bring. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> what CL is happening? Okay, ready? How's that? Yep. We like what I found. Patrick? Oh, Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on, oh, Robert, that's beautiful. What a lovely song. Fancy Jazza coming up with it. Oh, it's been an evening full of surprises. Ah, yes, it has indeed. And all of them good ones. (laughs) Thanks to you. (laughs) Happy Christmas, Lindy. Oh, Robert. (laughs) Here we are, as in olden days, happy golden days of yore. Faithful friends who are dear to us, gather near to us once more. You're right. I've gone a bit misty. (laughs) You can't read the script. Combination of Jazz's lovely singing and then Robert as well has just finished me off. Bloody hell. Oh my god.
I James, mean, I, James, I'm a hormone, I'm a menopausal woman. You can't spring things like that on me, love. You just put, this is nice and festive. We'll get everyone in the Christmas spirit. We're all sobbing. <laughs> oh, dear. oh, my God. That's actually the most beautiful thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Blimey, how much wine have you had? That's, that's quite, the, quite the claim, though. I mean, Jazza singing the best Christmas song of all time. That's, so he's oh, I, can he just release that please? Yes. So I can listen to it on a loop in December and then, oh, Lindy and Robert. Mm, I'm dreading him going. You know, I I actually think that will be one of my desert island discs. That clip. Really? Yeah, I'm taking it to um, insert an island. Mm. Yeah, that was really lovely. I love, I love Have Yourself a Very Merry Christmas. Mm. Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Yeah. That one. Yeah. But I love Jazza singing it. Yeah. Jazza sings it beautifully. Yes. Can, if Ryan, <sighs> could Ryan, Ryan, can you sing it for us? The Ryan. whole thing. Can, can you, you sing the whole thing, please? And send it to Lucy on an MP3. Thank you. Thank you. He sent he gorgeous. sent Jeff a spontaneous song the other day. Wow! I mean, he's got such a beautiful voice. Yeah, we don't. It, the trouble is, we don't hear it enough because it always gets faded out because they've got to do talking. Yeah, exactly. We're like shush, shush, shush. <laughs> oh, we just have an old yeah. whole jazzer episode. Well, you know when they when that? they when they run short, really short of characters, and Rex is driving <laughs> around the village and Peggy's nodded off, we can have jazzer singing in the passenger seat. That'd they could have you know those BBC Sounds Christmas compilations. Yes. They should definitely have Ryan do yes. an album yes. of, on that. Yes. From now on. Da, da, dee, dee. And also, again, it comes back to the theme of getting together with your loved ones and your friends. Mm. Oh, It's the most heartbreaking and heartwarming song mm. of Christmas, I think. Oh, and dear Lindy and Robert. And I loved it this week when Linda said... Um, uh, when she said, you know, well, Robert's boring. <laughs> and then Lydia said, well, why do you go out with him then? And she said, because that's what I want. I don't know. Yeah. I can't yeah, remember. She that... said, I like comfort and state yes, stability and yes. everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Who, do you think you're Lillian or Linda? Mm. I was... De- oh, I'm I don't definitely know. Linda. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, uh, mm, I'm probably Maybe you're nearer. a bit of both. Lillian. I think you Lillinda. are. That's why our partnership works so well, Lucy. Mm. You like spontaneity. I like my safety. Yeah. <laughs> safety. Safe. Safeness. Have you I cooked like. a beef, Harriet? No, of course I haven't bloody cooked a beef. <sighs> in a, in I told you how room. to last week. I, but, but, <laughs> yeah, there's been a week. <laughs> when we when am I going to do it? When? Boxing day. Even... Uh, no, I'm going to be at my sister's. Mm. I think we'll go to the pub. No, I'll do it in January. Okay. Because oh, I'll need to think about it, prepare, go to a butcher's. <laughs> it'll take time. It'll take okay. uh, It'll take a good amount of planning. Okay. I'll do it in January. I'll do it when Jeff's got his, um, when he's done the thing about his he metrometer. Has. That's what I'm just about to play <gasps> oh, in. Oh, exciting. Okay. Mm. Um, and it's, it sounds magical. Oh. Oh, great. He's very excited. Anyway, so we'll play that um, now and then we will announce the winner. Yes. Hello, everybody. Uh, Jeff here. 
this is the meter. That's M-E-A-T-E-R version two plus apparently. Um, and basically what it does is to sit inside your meat and to tell you when it's ready. It has five sensors on the inside bit, which means that you don't have to have it directly in the middle of the meat. It just it sort of picks whichever is the, the lowest from those five sensors. And then one on the outside, and that tells you the temperature at which you are cooking. This can go up to 500 degrees, they say, uh, which means that you can use the, uh, the meter to in any oven uh, and over open flame on your barbecue uh, and even in a deep fat fryer because it's um, waterproof fat proof um, as well of course so i'm going to be using it i'm not going to be um getting that adventurous today i'm going to be using it for a joint of beef um and uh, this is sort of joint of beef that i've overcooked more often than i'd care to admit uh, so hopefully today that ends and it comes with an app which has more or less anything you can think of um, sort of pre-programmed in it. So my silver side here um, was easy to find and it tells me that for medium rare, the internal temperature needs to be 57 degrees before resting. So the oven is at 210 um, and the current internal temperature of the meat is 12 degrees, which means I probably should have taken it out of the fridge a bit earlier, but hey-ho, here we go into the oven. Right, we are now a few minutes into the cook and I can see that the internal temperature of my oven, which was 195 when I put the meat in, uh, I think because I opened the door, I think, has now actually climbed to 217, which means that my thermostat is running slightly hot, which is good to know. Um, so I've turned the oven down a bit now uh, and in a few minutes I'll turn it down again to 180. Uh, so normally at this point I'd be fretting about temperatures and times, uh, but now that I've got the, the oven exactly where I want it temperature-wise, I can just forget about this until it's done. So, time for a glass of wine then, uh, and cheers. Uh, right, the meter has gone off, so to speak, and it told me to take the meat out, so I've, I've wrapped it in foil and left it, uh, and now about, what, uh, 20, 25 minutes later, I've just got another alert to tell me that the beef is ready ready so I'm going to go and carve a couple of slices well you can't see what I'm seeing obviously but I'm looking at a couple of perfectly pink and juicy slices of silver cider I've actually uh, I've gone into the middle of the joint here um, so to sort of cut to the chase and it looks uh, what about perfect it looks perfectly medium rare well done meter <laughs> truly a fantastic invention and they, I, they really appear to have thought of everything um, the app is amazing, loads of ideas and tips and recipes, um, but the main thing for me is no more overcooking red meat or undercooking uh, white. I'm tickled uh, pink, um, and you could be too if you're a Patreon. One of these, uh, Meter 2 Plus, it's about £130 worth of kit, I think. One of these could be on its way to you in time for... Um, uh, probably not Christmas now, but but maybe New Year, if we're lucky. Anyway, good luck um, and bon appétit. Thank you very much, Jeffrey. Thank you, Jeff. Um, now, we have uh, I have cutted all up the names yeah. of the peoples and I shall swizzle them about and then pick one. Okay. Okay. Yeah, with tinsel. With tinsel. And a bit of fairy lights yeah. and, and heart. So the question was, what did 
Harry Houdini order from the curry house that he was in with uh, I know. Alice? And the answer was? Biryani. Well done. Thank okay. you. Lots of people got surprised. it right. Lastly, because we kept talking about it all the way through the episode. <laughs> <laughs> right. Russell, Russell. Yes. And the winner is Rachel Thomas. Oh! Congratulations, well done, Rachel. Rachel Thomas. Brilliant. Uh, so, send as always, email us at ambridgeonthecouch at gmail.com with your name and not your name because I know your name, your address and your mobile number. And then we will. Shoe um, size. Inside leg measurement at mother's maiden name. <laughs> and then we will uh, send that over to the lovely PR lady, the meter PR lady, who will pop one in the post for you. And then cool. you can be. As happy as Jeff is talking <laughs> to a joint of beef in the oven. Or rather, it's talking to him from inside the oven. Did you know oh. you could even put it inside a deep fat fryer? Oh, but why would you? So that you can check that the food... Because you know when you do... If you do something that's like... I don't know, like... Um, I mean, I don't even. I don't have a deep fat fryer. Oh. Is it like the one that you know in pubs where you do your chips in? Yes, or or an air fryer or something like that. So it, but, oh. but it will tell you. I don't know. It's just absolutely magic. I don't understand how it works apart it's from magic, Lucy. Magic it fairies magic. and Christmas glitter. So it's magic marvelous. and AI, mm. isn't it? <laughs> Way beyond our brain capacity. All that. Now, I was talking with our friend um, Susie Riddell, who plays. Who does she play, Harriet? She plays Tracy. And we were talking about folk music because she's a big folky and a lot of the artist people are big folkies. And I said to her that I really liked uh, the Unfanks. Oh, you played, yeah, you sent it to me. And there's this one song called, uh, sorry, to to interrupt myself before I get Mm -hmm. carried away. Uh, Matt uh, Rodriguez Payne, we are awarding him a week off because he's been doing so much for us. <laughs> Poor Matt. He deserves at least two weeks off, I well, should think. all of them. Matt, Jeff, and um, and our little boy. What's he called? I've completely forgotten his name. Oh, God. Little Jimmy. Yes. Little Jimmy. Little Jimmy. Little, little Jimmy okay. Cranky. Little, also. Little brain fog there, Lucy. Oh, God. Uh, also needs a week off. But anyway, we've only been able to award a week off to Matt. So um, sorry, everyone else. Um, and I said that I always felt when I heard this song called Bread and Roses, that it always occurred to me that it was the story of Emma and um, Tracy and Clary and Susan yeah. and all the, not particularly Susan, actually, but the others definitely, the the, the strong women the that keep the family going yeah and it's a beautiful song and the unthanks are just glorious northumberland musicians and they're amazing so you're we're, gonna get misty eyed again i am gonna get misty eyed again so we're gonna play out with that because it's just beautiful yeah and we song. will see you next week so listen to the lyrics of this and see if you agree with me and that it is kind of about from now on the Yes, well, Harriet sings an entirely different song for reasons best known to herself. I don't know the words. Um, I just know the sentiment. Have you finished all your... When do yours break up? Oh, they've actually just broken up today. Oh, are they all giddy and excited? Yeah. Mm. And um, am I ready? (laughs) Are you ready for the big day, Harriet? Yeah, the big really day. Ready. The big day. My sister sent me something today that said, "I'm not ready for the big day. I'm not ready for today." <laughs> I, thought, yes, yes. I I actually put on on Instagram today. I thought it was reasonably funny. 
Um, obviously, I have to find it now, though. It says, um, uh, it says, uh, the stages of Christmas shopping. One, plenty of time. Two, oh, no. <laughs> That's how I feel about things. <laughs> That's how I'll feel next Tuesday. A week on Tuesday. I know that is Christmas, isn't it? Mm. Oh, God. Mm. Oh, God. Oh one God, of my enduring one more week. <laughs> one of my oh, enduring God. memories of a London Christmas was going home at sort of the last, you know, the last reasonable working shopping day before everybody cleared off. Um, heading down the escalators at Oxford Circus, Ooh. and a woman, I was on one escalator, she was on the other one, going down. <laughs> she got about the equivalent of six steps down, <laughs> then suddenly shouted, <laughs> "Crackers!" Turned round and ran. <laughs> Backwards up the down escalator. <laughs> and I thought, it's just madness. Peep, is... Everyone's gone <laughs> completely batshit crazy. This is nuts. It's Every... one day. Can everybody but, calm but down? The lists, the lists. There's so many lists. Lists. I just got lists going round through my head. And my phone doesn't know what's happened to it. It's just reminder after reminder after <laughs> reminder. There's so many reminders. I I can't. I just I they can't keep up because they're coming mm. all the time. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> it'll be it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It's always fine. It's always fine. Yeah, it is always anyway. fine, and it would always be fine if everyone didn't most... <laughs> fly into this insane panic. But anyway, it's the most magical time of the year. Oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> um. Oh no! I'm looking forward to hearing this. And yes. no, uh, uh, um, a I'm not sure I'll see you for a couple of weeks, Lucy. Won't you? No. Oh no! Because next, <laughs> no. To, oh ne- God! Next week, next week is Christmas Eve, so it's the pantomime. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got an exciting special edition. And then next the week, week after that, you are having a, a mini break. W- a mini break at my house, <laughs> at your own on house, the, on the sofa, on the sofa. With, with a bottle with a, of gin and a and a damp flannel on your head <laughs> and me and jeffy are doing it on new year's eve one Ooh, new year's eve and then you're Live. back again i presume are you yes i yes. am yes, yes. I am. yes i'm going back and then the whole bloody thing starts all over again <laughs> so there we are <sighs> okay um so i wish you and our lovely listeners a very merry christmas thank you very much and, and a happy new year Yes, well, no doubt. We'll, well, we will be talking 48 times a day with me going, you've missed off a line off this. Can you do that? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> There'll be a lot of toing and froing. There There's will. still a lot with to Jeff do. with his head in his hands. <laughs> There's a lot crying. to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be great, though. It's going to be brilliant. I can't wait to hear it, Lucy. It's going to be long, is what it is. Anyway, <laughs> right. So while so, I no. play this, then just... Just have a listen and think yeah. about the, cool. the the Grundies and the Horribins and all I think that. Also, Lucy, let's have a think about our priorities. You know, let's have a thing. I mean, you know, let's not get stressed about Christmas. I'm not. You are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not feeling at all anxious. <laughs> God, I can tell. <laughs> so relaxed. You're just bitten through your wine glass. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, goodbye, Thanks, everybody. Lucy. Have a great. Xmas, thank you so much, everybody, and yes. for contributing, supporting, liking, downloading, reviewing, and patreoning. Thank and you. Generally, just being smashing, keeping us company, and making us laugh. Yes. Okay. Bye. Happy Christmas. As we go marching, marching, unnumbered women dead. Go crying through our singing, their ancient.
call for bread, small act and love and beauty, their trudging spirits new. Yes, it is bread we fight for, but we fight for roses too. As we go marching, marching, we're standing proud and tall for the rising of the women means the rising of us all no more the drudge and idler tend that toil where one reposes but the sharing of life's glories bread and roses bread and roses as we go marching marching in the beauty of the day a million darkened kitchens a thousand mill of grey are touched with all the radiance that a sudden sun discloses for the people hear us singing bread and roses bread and roses bread and roses bread and roses botox cosmetic out of botulinum toxin a fda approved for over 20 years so talk to your specialist to see if botox cosmetic is right for you for full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.